Hey there, my name's Joe Keyport, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. We have a special episode this week. It's a split-themed episode, because in January, the bands Mr. Submissive and Superheater released their split, Super Submissive, four songs of some surf rock, garage rock, psych rock goodness. And to help celebrate that release, I chatted with members of both bands individually for something split-themed. We start off with Mike and Billy of Mr. Submissive to get a little history and chat about the release before heading over to Max and Kevin of Superheater. This episode is a special one. Both Mr. Submissive and Superheater were some of the first local bands that I started listening to when Ear Coffee made the switch from being shitty pitchfork into being something that was focused on the local scene here that we all know and love today. It's Mr. Submissive and it's Superheater, and they're both right here on the Ear Coffee podcast. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, man. Yeah, I'm feeling feeling good today. Happy to be here. (laughs) Surviving Snowmageddon round three for the... the (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got a sweet spot out front on that odd side of the street. <laughs> yeah, that's so whack. Go find, go find parking in the, like, the Minneapolis like farmer's market lot or something. Oh, Mike has parking. so Nice. Really- yes, I do have a... It's outside, so I still have to clear out my car, but it's off the street at least, so... Well, cool. Let's we can jump right into it. And one of the first things, uh, well, actually, before we get into this, uh, let's have you each introduce yourselves for the people who may not be aware of Mr. Submissive and the music you make. Uh, I'm Billy and I sing and play guitar. Um, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna talk about the music, huh? It, Billy writes the lyrics. Um, I'm I'm Mike. Uh, I play bass, and uh, we kind of do most of our recording ourselves. So I kind of do a lot of the audio production stuff with that too. Um, you know, I had to pick up the slack just because <laughs> I'm definitely the worst musician in the band. And I, I don't I just say that with self-awareness, not be <laughs> trying to be self-deprecating or anything. So I'm like, I got to bring some other skills to the table, too. Uh, yeah. we, <laughs> I feel like Billy is better at introing the music, though, <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I could uh, I could lay it down. Um, <laughs> sorry. So, like, there's two mics in this band. Sorry, that was like the thing that I was thinking about just now. But, uh, <laughs> Mike. Fetting, Michael Thomas Fetting, and uh, Mike Grasky plays mm-hmm. drums. So that's like a big, you know, weird thing that I am constantly trying to like separate for everyone. There's two mics in the band. <laughs> and Keegan, mm-hmm. um, gotcha. And so uh, we, we'll get into Mr. Submissive a little bit more here, but uh, what's your descriptor, your one-sentence way to describe the band to people who are like, oh, you play in a band, what kind of music do you make, or you know, what is the band? Because usually it's, it's the way you describe it to people who you know, are maybe not in the know, or it's like a family member at like Thanksgiving, and you're just like, oh, I'm going to move on because we don't want to have to like get into the weeds of like whatever this is. Okay, so yeah, avoiding terms like <laughs> swag pop and <laughs> and whatever uh, that we try to mask it with. I would just say that it's like kind of uh, like a psychedelic punk band, mm-hmm. kind of what I've been giving to people, uh, like an indie rock 
don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's a good description. I feel that's a very real experience. I get that question all the time because, yeah, yeah <laughs> from family members. So, I yeah, I just tell them, oh, it's kind of like punk, surfy, punk rock, garage rock type stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like even then they're still just like, whatever, Mike. Like, okay, <laughs> I, I asked. My obligation is done. I don't have to pry any deeper. <laughs> That's that's all I need to know about you for this go around. We'll find a new question next year. <laughs> so then how did y'all get into music before you got into Mr. Submissive? What's kind of your backstory that made you really want to start making and playing and, you know, be in a band? Um, I was in a few bands in high school. Um, before that, I didn't really have like much exposure to live music. I guess like, you know, if you want to get into it, the first band I ever saw live was Huey Lewis in the News at the State Fair. Hell um, yeah. But um, after that, it was like mostly just, you know, going to concerts in high school, like the Triple Rock, and, mm-hmm. uh, Club Three Degrees or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, um, yeah, getting into college, like I did a little bit, but not anything near as like important as this project has been. So, okay, yeah, I was, I probably I started playing guitar in high school, and then I was kind of getting increasingly more into heavier types of metal, even though I was like pretty bad because i just didn't practice right i didn't put the work in mm-hmm. right but i was just like i want to i want to learn these super technical songs and fumble my way through them so i had a terrible um grindcore project with uh <laughs> one other guy from my high school um and i think we recorded like one demo that was like a minute and a half long and <laughs> i wish i still had it though like just just to look back mm-hmm. on like i'm not proud of it but I still think it would be funny to show to people and I wish I could, but it was terrible. So that wasn't really a serious bit. So a lot of times I just played the like easy drummer mm. and then um, did, and then kind of played on my own in college. And that's where I met Billy. And then right after we graduated is kind of when Mr. Submissive took off. And that was actually the, our first rehearsal was my first time really playing bass with people at all. Mm. So, I mean, I, I hung in there. The songs <laughs> were easy enough at the time. So, so Billy, were you like playing out before Mr. Submissive started then? Or were you, cause you said you played in a couple bands. Yeah, we did like stuff like the depot, mm. and like friends basements and other house shows playing in living rooms mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it was never anything like I was taking like too seriously he had like the pop punk teenage anthems and <laughs> alienation, mm-hmm. but um, I think this is like a little bit more focused now. But I was still kind of like bringing that like amateurish energy. Like I'm, I'm probably still bringing it, honestly. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was we like we did some like studio work. Um, but then like one of my buddies that. I, played with he did drums he like moved to madison and then it just kind of fell apart after like two or three years so gotcha Uh, and so then when did mr submissive you know get started um, mike and i were in my attic (laughs) hanging out somewhere after graduating college and it was kind of just like you know where is everyone going next Mm. It it was like you know that 
like you know how you like experience that after you graduate high school yeah and then i mean at least i did i only went to community college for like a semester or something but it was still kind of like everyone's doing something different now mm-hmm. um and i didn't really have a job lined up or anything besides whole foods i worked at whole foods for like two years <laughs> but mike and i were just kind of looking for a new music project to pursue and we just kind of started jamming after that mm. so you know what what year is this because you because the first release from mr submissive came out late 2018 yeah, we started in like tw- late 2014, though. Okay. It took us a while, though. Like, we had, we tried recording a couple other times, and they didn't end up quite being what we wanted it to be. And I feel like we probably started, it, like, recording that album in, like, 2016. Or EP, I should say, is mm. pretty short. In, like, 2016. Oh, yeah, so that's when Mike was living with Keegan in St. Paul. So there was also, like, a lineup change, too, um, that came about in, like, 2017. Mm. So it was kind of, like, messy for you know, those three and a half years. Wait, it was, yeah, I think Keegan came in in like spring or something of that year, like winter of that year. And then, I don't know. Like, do you remember? My- yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And then Mike, yeah, Keegan came in, played guitar. Mike switched to drums because Mike was our original drummer. So we did actually mm-hmm. have one release before it, which was two songs, which, um, kind of just grew past as a band like that we recorded i don't that probably was in 2015 Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the songs is going to be on our upcoming album that we're just putting the finishing touches on um but just like reworked so Mm. i don't if anyone has that early release those two songs it's some rare stuff because i don't (laughs) think it'll be out there anymore but i mean if if people really want them i've hung on to them (laughs) You released the official Mr. Submissive uh, bootleg series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll like come in handy someday. So, so the reason we're talking here today is earlier this year, uh, you put out a split with uh, Superheater titled Mr. S- or excuse me, Super Submissive. And so, kind of talk to me about that. How did that idea get formed, and how did you connect with Superheater? Um, well, Max and Connor, uh, guitar and bass for Superheater, mm-hmm. went to school with Mike and I. Okay. But we, we kind of already knew them. Um, I had a few classes with Connor, but I didn't really get to know Max until we started playing shows. And, um, Superheater's older drummer, uh, Tim Abel, was a good friend of mine, and he moved away to, like, the West Coast, so... Um, we were already kind of like established relationship wise. Mm. Um, yeah, Connor never lived with you, did he, Mike? No, he crashed on our couch for a little bit. Yeah, at that point, when he was in, you know, that awkward time when you're like in between leases. <laughs> yeah, he's like I somewhere for like a week to, and so <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. Connor's been a good friend for a while. One of the first people I met at Augsburg. Gotcha. So you guys met, and so when did this idea for a, a split come about for for y'all? I feel like it was just after playing so many mm. shows together. We we're like, uh, you know, like we we love their music, and you know, mm. so I'll go to their shows even if even if we're not playing at them. You know, not just if we're playing together. Um, 
And so we were like, you know, we should just release something together. Um, especially like for the design to like Mike and Keegan are great um, graphic artists too. Um, and, and Max is as well. So kind of me- being able to let them experiment on like cover design stuff mm-hmm. and um, also just uh, record some songs together too. So we actually like recorded them all in the same room. Not, you know, it, it was different sessions. Yeah. Um, and ours took a little bit longer, like Superheater. We were done tracking in four hours, and it took us uh, so long to finish, like, finally tracking our songs. So we kind of held that up a little bit. Mm. Um, so that was the kind of the thing, like, hey, let's we'll, we'll kind of record them the same style, mm. um, have the same person do it. So a little bit of that cohesion there, rather than just saying, here's two songs of ours and two songs of yours, and we'll yeah. mash them together. So that's kind of how it came about, and... Um, yeah, it went pretty well. Obviously, I think I could do a lot better now, but that's that's music. You know, you got to stop and release something somewhere and then just move on to the next thing. You always go back and be like, man, I should have done X, Y, and Z and it would have been so much better. And you're just like, well, can't touch it <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's, it's out there. And 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 something uh, I was looking through through social media, and I saw that you you sat on this the split for a while. It was recorded 2019, 2020. Yeah, um, I guess you know COVID happened yeah. like pretty early in uh, twenty twenty, and I think the initial plan was to, you know, I think one of the last shows we played was with them. Was it? No, I'm I'm confusing entry shows. That was uh, with manual disappointment or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, the plan was to like release it that spring or summer, mm. and we just figured no one's really playing out. Like we could probably sit on this for a little bit at least, but we didn't realize it would be <laughs> as long as it was. The the oh, we're just gonna hang out for six weeks and everybody will be back to normal. And then it was like <laughs> two years later before everybody felt. <laughs> at least comfortable to go outside. Yeah. Plus you don't want to get like lost in the sea of like COVID releases and everyone was like frantically putting out music just to have their last statement. Oh yeah. So then talk to me about these two songs. There's just two of them. So we can kind of go almost do a little track by track for the two Mr. Submissive songs. So the first one is uh, Trauma Flosser, which is the longer of the two songs. And it's kind of the jammier as well of the two. So kind of talk to me about that song, what went into it and kind of what, what, what it's all about. Um, I think like a big thing with the split was that it kind of, um, it's kind of a departure mm. from we were initially kind of envisioning with like a surfier, like psych pop sort of yeah. setup. Also, like kind of leaning into the garage rock, but this is full on like psychedelic noise punk ish. Um, if you want to get into genre names, we could call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just like it felt really cool. It was like loud and it was like very fuzzy and. It came together like Trauma Flosser. I like look back on like the sessions for it. It was really fun writing it with you guys, Mike. And I wish I could say you guys and like tear up and shit, but a <laughs> <laughs> uh, group hug. But um, no, it was it was really fun. Um, things just melded really well. And it was at this practice space that we are currently at, but it was in a different room that wasn't treated. 
So like actually practicing there sometimes kind of hurt, you know, mm-hmm. like physically, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess, um, really dissonant sounding. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with the way that one turned out. Well, both of the tracks, but trauma flosser just kind of stood out. It's my yeah. First, just, sorry. It was like, I was going to say it was my first time recording live as well mm. for a release. Oh yeah, we did do that. Yep, yeah, we did guitars and drums live, and then we vocal we did vocal overdubs, and then I just did my bass at home. Mm-hmm. Um, just just because it's like while I'm recording, I was like, I'm not gonna also try to play. I'll just do it after the fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that song came about pretty cool. I feel like we were just like randomly jamming on some stuff, and then just like you know, as as you kind of do before you start, like, rehearsing the songs you want to, you're just kind of goofing around, and it kind of started from that, and then we're like, oh, maybe maybe we actually got something here, and kind of mm-hmm. fleshed it out from there, and um, yeah, it ended up sounding really cool. Um, just, like, the composition of it all made it super easy for me to mix, too. Um, even if I, I think I could do better now, like <laughs> I said earlier, but, um, yeah, it was just, like, all this just it just kind of flowed out like it seemed like that was not a hard song to write um but in retrospect i i don't know how exactly it happened really organic i would say like one of the most organic songwriting experiences i've ever had um felt like a really fluid like maybe we worked on it for four or five sessions and then it was pretty cemented at least that's how it felt to me but could have been longer. You mean four or five sessions, like for recording or like writing sessions? Writing it, yeah. Okay. Obviously, like practicing took mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And the it, pieces. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Go on. I was just going to say the pieces were there for mm-hmm. it to be as quick as it was. Yeah. And you mentioned that this was the first time you recorded certain elements, you know, the guitars and, and drums live. And I feel like that, especially that like middle that like last that middle to like last section of the song where it gets really jammy and kind of out there kind of lends itself to it to kind of allow you to kind of go with the flow almost. Yeah. Um, I guess what I would. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Just like the transition from, like the beginning of the song it's like part one and two you know mm. what i mean yeah yeah um whatever yeah, yeah and it just ended up with like a really cool like kind of just like in the room sound mm. with with some of the elements and stuff so you know not not overly polished not a hundred percent by intention just because of my lack of experience too but you know mm. that's just i think that's just kind of part of the self off self authorship we kind of like to have over releases mm. which is kind of doing it all ourselves like even if we could have someone else like definitely could record us better right mm. better room better gear yeah. more experienced technician all that stuff um but i mean we could also hire a session basis that could play my parts better too so it's just like you know it's it's something that's that's kind of fun for all of us too is mm. just controlling everything well, of course, it's 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 your statement too. You you want to have obviously you put something out that you're like you could put something out that's technically imperfect, but you're just like, but this is ours, you know. 
we can then move on if unless anybody else has anybody else they want anything else they want to say about trauma floss we can move on to johnny joni let's go to johnny joni man let's do it so talk about that song kind of what what were you writing about when you're getting into it and kind of what was what was going on with that one that one is a little bit more of like a teenage angst sort of like you know like i want you but i don't know if you want me mm-hmm. so. <laughs> uh and uh it was it was kind of fun to write mm-hmm. um i got to use like a lot of like you know like sexy like sultry sort of uh lines and lyrics and um, I'm glad that it's so distorted and warped so you can't hear me talk about the vulnerabilities of my life, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The the luxury of using vocals is almost a texture inside of a... Yeah, like an instrument, you know. Yeah. Um, that's what, I mean, that's how I like to view it mm. as. Or just like, I wish I could understand your lyrics or something like that. It's less about that for me and more of just like a... Look what my band can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm going to bust out. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a constant struggle when it comes to mixing things down. Mm-hmm. The amount of reverb and distortion. Uh, the preferences can vary by band members. So that's always that's always a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. But that's just some kind of insight into to why we have it kind of the way we do, mm-hmm. though. That's you know getting some getting kind of real deep here on the insights yeah. visions we're, we're going into the psychology behind it it's it's the thing i think people who aren't like in bands or like are close to bands that they don't understand it's the everybody sits in a room with like their notepad and like takes their notes as you listen to the record and you're like then you get to argue about well i think the bass should be like this during this point and maybe we should dry up the vocals a little bit here and just like the boring part of making a record we did that last week (laughs) yeah like this day last week i'm not even like kidding you know Mm -hmm. that's funny so another session of those ahead i think too we're we're getting there though Mm this will be our next one will be our longest release and i mean we still don't have album art we still haven't named it (laughs) i don't really involve myself in that too much though and and I'm back on the topic of Johnny Joni, yeah. I that one I don't think I even did like contributed much to writing that. I feel like I just showed up to practice and Billy and M- the other Mike Mike Grasky were just like, "Hey, we got the song. Here it is." And I was like, "Oh, cool." So that one was that one was a nice easy one for <laughs> me. I got to experiment a little bit when I was recording it. Mm. Um, just at the end, I, I got a little bit soloy with my bass because mm. I was like, "When am I ever gonna have?" another opportunity where I come up with something that sounds good enough for me to put out. And there's just the perfect window for it in the song. So I was like, I'm just going to take my moment here and hope they're cool with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. And, and and earlier before we kind of dug into the songs, uh, you mentioned that you called this split a departure for Mr. Submissive. So were you specifically writing or picking these songs for the split to show off as the departure or was it more we have these two songs we don't know where to put them yet i would say more the latter okay when you mike 
Yeah, well, and I would also say some of it was kind of like some consistency matching a little bit of super heaters, mm-hmm. like a little bit more driving, aggressive, sometimes yeah. distorted sound. And so kind of matching that energy level, but with their own style. Were you were, were you and uh, and Superheater going back and forth a little bit, being like, "Hey, here's the songs we're gonna pick." Like, do you like? Had, did you allow each other to have much say into like maybe the songs that flowed together? It was just like, "Here are the two songs, take them or leave them." Kind of a within reason, obviously. I think yeah, <laughs> I think we chose those songs because they are a lot more complementary to Superheater's style. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more of like the fuzzed out, like psych gaze sort of sound. And for a while, you know, we were just kind of set on doing the poppier surf rock stuff. But I mean, we, we all have kind of like a garagey, like mm, punk yeah. heavy sound, like at least in interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more... I don't know where I see this project heading personally, just kind of just doing what we want as opposed to following like a specific sound that yeah. we gradually turned into or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I love a band who who does a good pivot into something different. My coworker and I were talking about that the other day. Cause what was it? Military gun put out their new single and it was like, what if instead of hardcore, we do power pop. And I was like, this is what I wanted today. Actually <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> with this. And so, Hell yeah. We love a good pivot. Um, are you in any bands? I play in... Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, dude. So bo- um, both West you know and I. Bobby? Bobby, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, you know Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know- <laughs> yeah. I was like, let me think of Bobby's. Yeah, I know Bobby. <laughs> yeah. He's a big fan of your band. Yeah, because he, he played in, uh, was it, what band was that in? He's in mullet. Yeah, he's in mullet, and then the uh, shrieking violets, shrinking oh, before that. But yep. they put out those two songs, and then just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, no, yeah, mullet's sick. I he sent me the record randomly, and I was like, oh, I like this. It's almost like new wavy. But what if we had some shred guitar on top of it? And <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, we're playing with them this summer, right? Yeah, on the second. At um, Underground Music Cafe. Nice. Boys out. It's like almost five months out, but we got it on the book. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's <laughs> all that matters. Us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we got to get back out there. Was the last show we did the one where we played on that lift? On the Skyjack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we played on like a cherry picker sort of <laughs> scenario last summer. Was that in August? Yeah, in the rain. Yeah. Didn't turn out like we had hoped. It was kind of funny though. Like it's one of those better in concept than execution. <laughs> yeah, we got some cool photos out of it. It was pretty funny. It was yeah. it was really funny. Um but yeah, it was that was like the last thing we did. But yeah, the show at Underground Music Cafe is gonna be sweet mm-hmm. with multiple, um Gash. Uh, have you heard them? Yeah, I haven't seen I because they're from is it Milwaukee? I was thinking like Appleton. Appleton? Okay, yeah. Um, but them and then there's this no wave band from New York that's mm-hmm. playing. Okay. That'll be fun. But we're hoping to like get one or two more shows before that yeah. if we're you know, ready by then. But um I'm just 
ready to get back to playing. So uh, I just have a few questions left. Um, do you have any favorite memories from working on this? Because this was kind of like a like you know the writing process plus you know first times performing a lot of the, or recording a lot of this live. Is there some moments that you think back on, whether they're you know more the recording or something that happened during or even writing that you kind of come come back to? Oh man, I don't even know. I don't even like such a blur. Yeah. That period, you know what I mean? So long ago, and you had a whole lifetime in between. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I guess what these songs are probably like four years old, five years old. Mm-hmm. No, nah, probably probably four, like 2019 ish, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out like what I was doing in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was even happening? Yeah, for real. I was okay. I was living like five blocks away from where I'm living now, so obviously not much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, man, I remember like when we were working on some of these songs. Like we came to practice in fucking masks. Mm. Remember that? for these yeah because this was in like this was, this was definitely done before the pandemic no. I think we definitely practiced in mass but we recorded this like superheater we were done in like four hours that was the that was the highlight for me was recording another band and getting uh-huh. with those guys and mm. it was uh it was a very pretty easy process um even if i do things hopefully a little better in hindsight. Um, Maybe, I think I'm um, like, cause where we wrote this song, these songs like trauma flosser, giant Johnny were in the same room that we practiced in prior to the new one. Um, yep. And we played in math in that room. So maybe like shortly after, I don't know. Besides no, yeah, we did. We did do that, but this 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 was done by then. We probably played no, those songs. Probably. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been too long, I guess, for you. That's our that's our issue. We sit so long on everything. But hey, it is we'll go at our own pace. Yeah. No one's clamoring for this. <laughs> you trust the process. If it takes a while, exactly. it takes a while. Uh Mike, have you so do you record other bands outside of the Mr. Uh, Submissive stuff, or was this kind of working with Superheater in that context the first time you kind of recorded another another band within kind of that project? Yeah, I guess in, in this much uh, detail, um, I do with a friend of mine, Sam Wagner. Um, he will do a lot of, like, videography for mm. bands. He'll even, like, go and do stuff for just, like, for free, and I he'll put, like, so much work into it. It's crazy. He'll run, like, multiple cameras and everything. And sometimes I'll go and I'll do like the audio mm-hmm. and the fuel order. Sometimes I've set up like microphones for like friends choirs and stuff. So try to do those jobs where I can and get some experience. Um, but otherwise, Superheater was only like drums, vocals, guitars type of like recording that I did so far. Like we'll see where it goes from yeah. here. You know, I'm good at working with Mr. Submissive, but it's another thing to like work with people you don't know as well. And yeah. That's fair. No, that's valid. But, um, and then a couple more questions here. Do you have any, like, this is the time we always like leave for people to like shout out whether they're, you know, favorite local bands or friends bands, regional kind of acts that you really love. Is there, do you guys have any of those you wanted to, you know, shout out? 
I like them all, man. And them all, yeah. They're all, uh, yeah. It's it's a very you know rich mm. uh, scene that we got here. Um, I was just going through some of my older cassettes too. Like I have so many local music cassettes. That's pretty much like the only kind of cassette I buy. Is Same, yeah. And um, I would really like Fiji Thirteen to come off their hiatus. I haven't thought about that band in a while. That band rocks. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I guess like them. Like I'm a big. I have them like all right here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, supermodels. Um, I've got Falling. I've got Straya. I've got Frankie Teardrop and products. And, uh, is that the is it? It's a product, the Heavy Meadow release. Uh, yep, yep. I, uh, on the line. Yeah, Jeremy gave me a bunch of uh, Heavy Meadow tapes, and products is the one I'm missing from my entire collection, and oh, I'm well. so pissed. <laughs> we can talk. Man. <laughs> How much it worth to you? Yeah, I, I've got another one. Uh, I've got the Pink Pong one too. That's funny. Um, yeah, I'm just unloaded in here. Yeah. I got Posh off. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Billy's Billy's real tapped into yeah. to all of this. I'm a little bit less so, a little bit more, a mm-hmm. little bit less of a social butterfly than Billy is. But um, I don't. Uh, Silo just we played a show with them a little while ago. They just dropped a new EP that sounds great. Um, been listening to that a lot. Um. We've played some other shows recently with bands like River Sinclair. They were really fun. Hmm. Um, the Terrestrials were great. Yeah, that show was like I, I find like every I just like every time we play a show, and usually Billy kind of does a lot of the organizing and booking or collaborates with other people on that, and just kind of tells us what the deal is. Um, so we thank him for for <laughs> always being the one to do that. Um, but yeah, I just like end up being like, oh, after seeing them live, I'm just like, okay, I need more. Uh, yeah. Rebecca, that's one I just yeah. uh, helped to record their uh, little Tiny Desk concert um, audition video that is hopefully coming out before the deadline <laughs> in March. Um, yeah. We just uh, we just filmed and uh, recorded that this weekend. Nice. So. Actually, showed me that video. You guys did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was kind of it was a tough little had to squeeze everything in there, but it'll it'll be cool. Yeah, I can imagine because Rebecca's guy they're quite quite a quite an act to try and do the tiny desk format with. Yeah, yeah, yep. balancing like having especially in a tiny room where yeah. they're not being like super loud because it's just in their house. So it's like, all right, we need some stuff on the drums, <laughs> and then you gotta like turn everything up to compete with like you can only make a saxophone so quiet, mm. right? So. I think we got a pretty decent balance because I couldn't like do a whole multi-track setup in there. Yeah. Um, maybe with a little bit more prep time. I found out about this project like the morning of. <laughs> so I was just yeah. like, I can I can cobble some things mm-hmm. together and stop by. So but we recorded it all in like an hour. So nice. Well, cool. And finally here, how can people, you know, if they want to learn more about Mr. Submissive, want to know make sure they're caught up if when you're playing shows and you're releasing music, where can they connect with y'all online? We've got Spotify, we've got Bandcamp, we have Instagram, mm-hmm. um, we've got Apple Music. 
I mean, you don't have to lift everything. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I do like a little, I have a wet website to suedepacifier.com. I don't even know if I updated it yet with this release. I've been pretty terrible. I was like, just get it out on mm. streaming is always like the number one thing in Bandcamp. Um, but that website will also have some projects and that's where we put all our music videos and stuff too. Um, so we've got some of those up on YouTube. Some fun music videos from the past. Mm-hmm. I have to do some more sometime. Okay. The last one was such a project that I feel like we needed a break. <laughs> That's fair. It's valid. Well, cool. The release is called uh, Super Submissive. It's out now, so people should go check it out. Billy, Mike, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me. Yeah, man, of course. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having us. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Ear Coffee Podcast. My name is Joe and I'm joined by Max and Kevin of the band Superheater. Good evening. How's it going? Doing good. How are you? Feeling good. Pretty good. I'm glad y'all could join me on this uh, Friday night. I know it's Thursday. I forget what days it is. Everything's blending together. Thursday night. I appreciate you guys joining me then. Um, So starting off, I ask every band basically the same thing is, how do you describe Superheater to people who are like not in the know, whether it's like a family member at like Christmas or a coworker where they're just trying to make small talk on break when they go, oh, cool, you play music. What's Superheater? What's your one like line that you go to? Very good question. (laughs) A psychedelic fuzzed out driving music i guess mm-hmm. that's like my go-to keywords i don't know you uh similar yeah definitely a um it is an upbeat uh non-stop moving train um of just good guitar riffs as many as possible <laughs> hell yeah yeah it's riff heavy for sure yeah. That's what we do. We, we got the riffs. It's super heater. Yeah. That's right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So start off, kind of talk to me. This is before super heaters formed, but how did y'all get, or how did you individually get into music? What made you want to like pick up an instrument and uh, what made you want to start playing in bands? Another good question. Do you want to start? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, definitely my dad was a huge Hendrix fan and okay. Hendrix was, was always playing. So it was like Hound Dog Taylor and like R.L. Burnside. So from the get-go, real kind of like one, especially with R.L., like kind of mm. like one core type music. It is driving the whole time. But yeah, all this is cool music and Motown. And there's always a guitar laying around the house. And so I mm. picked that up. Just playing through bands through high school. And then um, during college, started Superheater. And I think it was 2014. Um, but yeah, and then Kevin joined. And yeah. 2017 i believe i think so 2018 yeah somewhere in there your story for starting music is cooler than mine i started because i had a i started playing like originally playing guitar Mm. uh, in middle school and it was because a buddy of mine started playing bass and he was really into like slipknot and stuff and he was like (laughs) start a band and i was like slipknot's cool yeah um, so I don't know. You got cooler names to drop than I have. No, dude. I think but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started playing guitar, and then played in a lot of bands through high school. Um, but every time I would join bands, we always had issues with finding drummers because mm-hmm. um, everybody wanted to play guitar. 
So eventually I was in this band and our bass player's dad was also in a band and they had a drum set in the basement. And um, just as we kept going for a couple of years, I just occasionally sit in and mess around on the drum kit. And then that mm-hmm. just kind of became a thing till I eventually just started drumming. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Drummers, there's always a lack of drummers. And so the, the person who takes the, the hit to become the drummer is always respect, mad respect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll always have a job. You know? Yeah. It's, it's fine. <laughs> so you've been playing in bands. When did Superheater form? When was when was that kind of started? You said about 2014? Yep, 2014. It was when the first EP, Something Sticky, came out. And then from there, I think we put out a few EPs. It's mostly on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, was that, I should ask, was that with Connor? Because we should say our bass player is currently out of the state right now. But Connor, our bass player, did he join originally? He joined. Uh, he wasn't part of that first EP, but okay. he was um, joined soon afterwards, um, around 2015. Anyways, um, so yeah, so that started. Um, and then I don't even know how many like little EPs and things we put up, but we just... We just love always recording music and just putting it up on the internet just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, then we got our first release, Get Decent, in about 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, drummer left for Portland, and then Kevin was the first dude on Craigslist to respond <laughs> to our <laughs> yeah. First time I ever really used Craigslist for musicians. Yeah, um, and I had been scrolling Craigslist for months after moving up to the cities and like, mm-hmm. You know, Craigslist for bands is kind of a crapshoot. Who knows what we'll find? But there was an ad for a group called Superheater looking for a drummer and a saxophone player. Oh. Like a link to get decent. And I heard the album and I was like, damn, I got to try out for this. Did you ever add a saxophone player? No, man. Selling the certain, well, I haven't really searched that hard, but (laughs) sax players out there hit us up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we recorded a few, e- a couple EPs together. Mm. Yeah. Two EPs. Two EPs. And then after that, um, yeah, we recorded these two songs that are going to be on this uh, e- on this split with Mr. Submissive. Yeah. And were you always self-producing a lot of the music you're putting out or working with somebody? Yeah, we, uh, we'd work with uh, our friend Kristen. Um, shout out to, to mm. Kristen, who was doing sound at Dayblock and sound at 331. Mm. Um, he helped record some of our early stuff. Um, and we just kind of started recording with Ollie from Another Heaven. Hell yeah. And then we've just been recording with them for like the last, I don't know, three or four mm. years. Yeah, no, shout out Ollie. I love all of his work. Also, yeah, Another yeah. Heaven rules, but yeah. Yeah, good dude. They're great. He's awesome to work mm. with. So it's really cool. And so the reason, you know, we're talking here today is the split you released in January, I believe, which was super submissive, which you did with Mr. Submissive. So talk to me, how did you kind of link up with Mr. Submissive and how did the idea for this split come about? So we knew Billy from Augsburg. Me and Connor went to Augsburg. That's how we met. And he came to one of our shows at Palmer's. We became friends. Um and we just kind of became like brother bands and we would like join each other's bills often. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we always want to put a split together and 
we had I had written these songs like a couple years before we recorded them with Mr. Submissive, um, but we had never really properly recorded them mm. or had like a actual release for them. So um, we're like, hey, these two songs would be perfect with their sound. So let's use these two songs. And uh, yeah, we drove out to like just north of like northeast on 65 to Mike Fetting's dad's like office space to record <laughs> these tunes. And we're like, yeah, in an office it was awesome. But yeah, so we recorded that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then now we're just kind of getting around to releasing it. Yeah. How does it feel to have these songs out? Because I was talking when I was talking to Mr. Submissive last week as of recording this, um, it was both of those had kind of been the songs, all four of these songs seem to have been like sitting around for a minute. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's kind of wild to think back on it um, from that initial recording process, like where we were at as a band and then just where like the world and music scene was at. I mean, now after like 2020 and everything happening, mm-hmm. like, the difference of what we've seen like just going down to some dude's dad's office and recording two songs on a a, on a whim was pretty easy and simple and then uh i don't know just the life that this little ep has had it's seen some things Mm -hmm. you know yeah wild what do you mean seen some things i don't know just it's it's traveled along with Mm -hmm. us through this whole it's been is it few years mm-hmm. yeah definitely and it's it's just fine uh fun to finally like release these tunes mm-hmm. yeah um i don't know if, if it's our shitty work ethic or what but, <laughs> but things tend to take a little longer than we'd like to but um but yeah it's nice to have them released because they're old songs and we listen to them now we're like hey these are pretty cool and mm-hmm. fun catchy um and just a nice little capsule of what superheater sounded and you know that year of mm. writing the super is always kind of changing sounds and you know stuff so yeah that was a fun little period of uh drinking and taking adderall and writing songs <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the the you know superheaters and ever growing and changing kind of act as you kind of progress do you revisit these songs live or is it kind of you let this this split be almost like a little time capsule for the band yeah um we haven't practiced them since we put it out so (laughs) you know yeah um yeah we still love playing them um Mm -hmm. we just haven't we just always we just always love writing new material and just playing new shit Mm -hmm. so yeah it kind of happens every practice it's almost like we fall into some kind of groove where we just start writing something new. Like Max and I were literally playing tonight and working out more riffs for more stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's kind of nonstop. That's kind of fun. Like again, with like this coming out now after, you know, a little bit of a delay, but it's fun to revisit where we've kind of been on this track of like constantly pushing and developing. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's fun to like look back and see this. Cause like we were, like Max said, hearing them and like, I remember when we got the mixes and I came over and we threw them on in the basement and it was like, damn, these songs are actually really fucking good. <laughs> and that like, was nice after, you know, doing so much of like focusing on trying to develop the sound and push ourselves more. Yeah. To just kind of look back and be like, oh no, like we don't suck. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. 
I need to do that more. <laughs> so you sound like as a band, given like how prolific your writing seems to be, like you're pretty quick to move on from music once it's kind of set in stone, right? Yeah, almost like to a fault. Mm. Like where we get frustrated, like if we're recording and then um, like we get the mixes after a while, it's like, cool, let's just put this out and go write something new you know mm. by the time we like go through recording uh in a studio and then mixing and all of that and getting like stuff put on cds or maybe vinyl or whatever um it's almost like an impatience to like yeah that was really cool what next you know mm-hmm. it's part of the superheater the superheater <laughs> brain man because we got an album that we recorded in 2020 or 2021 that we yeah. are going to release this year we're planning Oh, yeah. sick. Record. Oh, sick. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to jump in then to the two songs since there's two of them. We don't have to do the full like workout of like going through a whole record, but we're doing the two. So the first song, you uh, at least the band or the, the, the Spotify listing is Sand Dollar. So you want to talk to me a little bit about the song, kind of what you were working on when you're writing it, kind of go, what you put into it? Yeah. So this was just like, I think really inspired by like the dirt bombs and just like a Mm. really good catchy hook. Um, And so this was also inspired by like a, just a trip to California for a family's wedding. Mm. So um, hang out in San Diego Um, and yeah, just put it together with like a really, a really quick, cool, catchy riff and then just layering it over with some cool slide guitar hooks, drenching Mm. it make sure like the drums don't stop in the song and it's mm-hmm. up and it's just like kind of a swirling, you know, pool of melodies and, and such, um, for a good two minutes. And, you know, yeah, yeah, that's it. That was just kind of the vibe. Mm-hmm. Swirling pool of melodies is a good way to put it. Yeah. Kind of like right off the bat, it opens up and like Connor's doing that, like, just like this bass slide up and down, like it really is just ripping. Yeah, <laughs> it's off pretty quick. Mm-hmm. That's fun. It's it, yeah, it's one of those that like really took me back to the the I can't remember, it was like twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen when I was really into like garage rock and a lot of those like bands that someone we can't talk about anymore because they're not cool people, but just like yeah. taking you back and it was such a fun just revisit almost. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. And so the second song is, is it Yucca Valley or is it Yucca Valley? Yep, Yucca Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So that song was, um, you know, inspired by that region of California mm-hmm. and just a quick trip out to that Joshua Tree Motel that's out there. Um, and again, just kind of a um, hazy night of, um, uh, you know, a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. of lyrics type of deal. Um, and I think, yeah, I think around this time, a lot of parquet chords was on. Mm-hmm. And so just a nice driving chord. Um, the songs were actually written both in the key of B to be played one after another in our, in like a live set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just another one with the good guitar hook. Um, just some, you know, shouting the lyrics over and again, just drench the, the hook and reverb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of the same ordeal, but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. What do you got to say, Kyle? No, I think that's pretty accurate. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost kind of meant to be a little companion piece together. Yeah, they definitely uh, are kind of a fun little dynamic together. Mm-hmm. I know we had, I want to mention too, just because he's not here, and we had asked him if there was anything he wanted to mention in the writing and stuff. And Khan mentioned uh, um, for like the bass lines. And I think it shows a lot too in that Yucca Valley Girl. Um, he wanted to just kind of um almost make the bass like a lead instrument was kind of his idea with it like yeah letting it kind of have its own melodies within there and i think it shows a lot like in a fugazi kind of Mm -hmm. way and i really like the 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 play between the guitar and bass in both these songs it's really fun in kind of everything we write it's really fun to play drums with these two Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Um, guys do stuff that i sometimes i'm like i don't even know if you're aware you're doing these things but the way they play off each other is really cool. Oh, yeah. I specifically like, I was listening to the songs again when I was driving home from work this afternoon. And the intro, that like intro section to Yucca Valley, and like, I almost, it almost hangs on too long in the best way possible. You're just like, come on, explode. Let, 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 let's burst into it before it kind of kicks into like the bass becoming almost that lead instrument. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. I remember when we were um, going in to record these because I hadn't, you know, heard these songs when I had first joined. And then it was like, yeah, we're going to do the split. We're going to pull out some older tracks. Um, and I remember thinking the same thing when I was learning how to play it. I was like, damn, that opening chord just goes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I kind of like fell in love with that. Mm-hmm. Like getting to that point where I'm like, have I played this too long? <laughs> and then it finally hits. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. It doesn't fully explode in the way you almost want it to, because it's 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 that slow burn that you yeah that yeah it finally kicks in and then it like we kick it in by like dropping out and Khan comes in mm-hmm. with that bass line, but it's great. I don't know. Mm-hmm. When I was talking to Mike and and Billy of Mister Submissive, they mentioned how you recorded every and you kind of mentioned this earlier. You recorded everything with Mike. Uh, what was that like doing the whole session? Because you, you mentioned a little earlier, you drove out to like this office space, kind of north of northeast. But had you? What was the experience of working in that environment? I mean, working with those guys very comfortable because we know them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I loved it. It's just you know we're just trying to like do it all by ourselves and, you know, working in this space where it literally has like blinds in the office where you can close the blinds inside of a room that's inside the building, which is yeah. just like crazy. <laughs> but you know, that just adds like another kind of layer of weirdness to the, to it all. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I wish there was something more in like the juxtaposition of like his eighties office building and like, are ripping melody um and yeah i don't know if there is but uh but it was just really fun just add another element of like uh, i don't know yeah yeah it definitely was a very comfortable like you said diy kind of space um and we we recorded it the nice thing was in the same way that we've recorded kind of everywhere like in different studios with Ali, but also even in this office space, it was just the three of us standing in the same room, headphones mm-hmm. on. And, you I'm know, like behind a desk. Yeah, Max. <laughs> and Connor's by the door. And, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like 
We turned off there. Yeah, we turned off the lights, I think, at one yeah. point just to make sure the vibe was even, just <laughs> yeah, to cancel yeah. out like you know, the fucking walls and ceiling and stuff. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it was just fun. It was mm-hmm. weird as yeah. And so you you got you usually cut a lot of your stuff live, kind of is that yeah. the idea? Yeah. yeah. Usually it's all like at least the bass tracks, like not bass tracks, but like the like drums. Mm-hmm bass and then like max's main guitar stuff we pretty much like to do all together um just because i think we have a lot of nice i don't know there's a good like raw energy to superheater that we always want to capture but doing that all together really feels the most comfortable Mm -hmm. and then if we do end up doing like more overdubs or like we get we've been getting more experimental like adding different layers with max's guitar and stuff um that we add on afterwards. You do vocals afterwards, mm-hmm. but it usually just feels best to get those songs recorded all together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of moves away from the main body of the questions I have for this evening, but I did want to ask about the artwork on this. And usually I don't ask about cover art just it, cause it's not always something I'm interested, in. but with this, with the two sets of songs, you have very different cover art styles from the Mr. Submissive, which is almost maybe not pop art, but like the very bold colors and, and, and you guys are a little more psychedelic with the mishmash of like the iconography with the lettering and kind of talk to me about, was that intentional to do it that way or what, or was it just more, we both had yeah, two covers. Yeah. I think it was like, he was like, well, we'll make something, I'll make something, and we'll see what we like. And then, you know, they made this thing with, like, the toothpick and the lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, all right, yeah, that's dope. Um, but I like my lizard and the cowboy hat with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it kind of fits, like, that desert vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just type type typographical choices, um, more with our vibe. But, you know, once we put it out on the actual split, um, I don't know which art we'll be choosing. Mm. But yeah. hopefully ours. <laughs> <laughs> but Is there physical that's coming with this then? Or is that... I I think so, yeah. I would like there to be physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want a seven inch for sure. If I have a say in it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it does, do you have the money and do you want to wait like 10 years for records to come? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my my band we ordered vinyl for our first record like 2021, and we got it like two weeks ago. And you're just like, Seriously? bro, yeah, year and a <laughs> half worth. Oh, sorry, what? Where'd you order it from? Soft Wax, I think, was where we went through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ali gave us the name of like this place in Taiwan, <laughs> uh, and he was like, I don't know, they got it to us in like four or five months. I was like, all right, I'll try. Yeah. Anyways, that's funny. Um, a couple more questions here this evening. So, do you have any like favorite memories or things looking back on from working on these songs or even working with you know members of Mister Submissive on the music that kind of you come to when you think about it? Man, it's just all good times, you know. (laughs) I just love collabing with people Mm. and you know linking up with like-minded folks. Those dudes are so much fun, and yeah. We've been playing with them for a few years, and uh, and I, I really like their songs and their sound. Mm-hmm. So just to link up with them is really cool, and uh, yeah, I feel I feel good. Um, I just feel good about the split and how it sounds. It's just yeah, you're just good buds, and you know, 
it's just fun to do this shit in life, man. Just mm-hmm. capture the little moments and, you know, artistic and creative endeavors with your friends. Mm-hmm. Really what it's all about. So, yeah. Wow. Well said. Yeah. I, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Other than, you know, going to some yeah, random it. office and <laughs> you had to be there to experience how, mm-hmm. how weird that was, but how great it was. Mm-hmm. I, got awesome. white, I got white cast on the way home. <laughs> Hell yeah. What a great memory. <laughs> Um, uh, one more question here. Who we always kind of like a portion for shout outs, whether it's, you know, friends, bands, regional bands, you want people to know about who's the, the list of the short list here that if people don't know about them, they should know about. So the same, my buddy, Adam, Adam Lenz and Le Percheron. Um, that's a good jazz group. He plays bass in, and hmm. I think they rock. They just played at the ice house and did like, some Don Cherry or Annette Coleman music, but, and they just kill it live. And so that's my go-to for my favorite local band currently. Mm-hmm. I want to check them out. I don't know them. Oh, uh, dang. I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of extraterrestrials lately. That's mm-hmm. kind of been my go-to well, for Monica. a long time. Oh yeah. Monica's great too. Yeah. But I don't know. Anything Orion writes is just so freaking catchy. Can't <laughs> get over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> let's see we also liked mick vicker um, oh yeah they were supposed to be on a release show before covid happened um busey busey yep uh they're really good mm-hmm. absolutely serac yeah um, like that group yeah man there's a lot of good shit out there um especially your wishwash we were just listening to them Oh yeah, um, Witch Watch. They seem cool. They were the. They kind of split off from Witch Watch. Is that kind of the the bit where they? Right. Came? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because oh, really? yeah, I remember Witch Watch, and I was like, "Well, this is Witch Watch." Yeah, cause I just remember the like, Witch Watch dropping like a crazy long record, and then being like, "All right, we're done," and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are the first ones that really come to mind. Mm-hmm. Cool. Finally here, uh, where can people connect with you online if they want to know about upcoming shows, music, all that fun stuff? What, where should they f- search? Yeah, yeah. So definitely hit us up on Instagram. I don't think any of us really have a Facebook anymore. So yeah, it's probably out there, but it's just our page is rotting on the web. And so definitely <laughs> hit us up on Instagram for any most up-to-date shit. But we also don't post much on there. Mm-hmm. We're really wrangling to get out and play a live show. We've been practicing like hell, so... We're going to have a live show for sure coming up here in the spring. Um, but yeah, stay tuned on Instagram for that shit. Otherwise, if you want to listen to music, it's on Spotify, that horrible shit, or it's on Bandcamp. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, Super Submissive, the split you have with Mr. Submissive is out now. It's awesome. Congrats on the great music. I was, it, was, it was a great listen. Max, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank, Thank you, my you. dude. I appreciate it. Yeah. Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.